Hi, everyone. Welcome to Sleep Apnea Pathfinders, a weekly podcast for patients, their families, and healthcare providers to share their stories of success and challenges. We are passionate about sleep apnea and its impact on our overall health. Please join your hosts, David and Juanita, as they share their passion on all things sleep apnea. Hello, and welcome to our second podcast for Sleep Apnea Pathfinders, where we welcome all those regardless of the path you are on. My name is Juanita. And I'm David. And this week, we'll be looking at sleep apnea through a physical lens. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Juanita Crawford, and I'm a registered sleep tech since 2009. I've also worked as a respiratory therapist, and I am a certified health coach. And I'm very passionate about sleep sleep apnea in particular. So David, how are you today? I'm good, Juanita. My name is David Bishop. I'm a sleep apnea patient diagnosed in 2006 with severe sleep apnea. I'm also a certified health coach and licensed clinical social worker. From the beginning, I've been driven to learn all I can about sleep apnea, and I firmly believe in patient empowerment. Now, I'm in the Midwest, and I'm really happy that spring is here, and things are starting to bloom. How is it in your part of the country? I live in the Shenandoah Valley, and it's starting to feel like spring here as well, David. Like I said during the intro, we're looking at sleep apnea through a physical lens. Today, we're going to be talking about some of the more common and some uncommon diagnoses people experience in addition to sleep apnea. David, I've had many patients who have dealt with diagnoses that sleep apnea quite possibly exacerbated despite treatment provided by their physician. Mm -hmm. Many of these diagnoses are fairly common, like I said, with sleep apnea patients, and sometimes they seem to go hand in hand. So we talked about this episode and had a discussion about how to approach it. And from a patient perspective, I think that in general, there are a number of patients who may have been diagnosed with sleep apnea at a later stage. And maybe they have a host of medical issues, and they're well down the road for treatment for a lot of those medical issues. They might have even struggled with excessive napping, daytime sleepiness, and unrefreshing sleep for many years. And it didn't rise to the level of concern for the patient or the doctor. And because the patient was using other means to stay alert, like using caffeine, It really didn't rise to the level of concern for the patient or the doctor. But research is showing that there are many other health conditions, very serious health conditions that are co-related and, like you said, go hand in hand. For some medical conditions, sleep apnea has more of a role. That major medical condition really takes up a lot of a patient's energy to deal with. And something like sleep apnea may not come into focus. Sometimes people who are younger may be experiencing some health conditions and they may also have unrefreshing sleep and excessive daytime sleepiness. Despite all the symptoms being there, they may not go in and present those concerns to a doctor. So we wanted to do this episode to start the conversation about health conditions and sleep apnea in general. There are some major health conditions that Juanita is going to cover which can start to show up 
early, even before sleep apnea comes into focus. Yes, David, that is true. Um, You know, I tell many people, you know, once upon a time, which truly wasn't even that long ago, we weren't talking about sleep apnea, although we've been aware of it for a long time. Um, So it it doesn't seem as obvious as, you know, now we're looking for the signs, but not that long ago, we weren't. And whatever um, health issues came to surface, that's what we treated, as we should. But we never sometimes kind of runs the risk of not getting to the root cause. And so here, we'll list a few of the common um, health problems people currently deal with um, when they have sleep apnea. Maybe not everyone. Okay. Uh, sleep apnea raises the risk for other health issues. Um, when you treat sleep apnea, you can ease some of these issues. The first common health issue that would be connected to sleep apnea is high blood pressure. But first let's define what high blood pressure is. It's a condition in which the force of blood against the artery walls is too high. And this puts a lot of strain on the cardiovascular system. Many people with the untreated sleep apnea do have high blood pressure if it's been an ongoing issue that has not been treated. Another common uh, health issue would be type 2 diabetes. Um, Having sleep apnea increases your risk of developing insulin resistance, uh, type 2 diabetes, because it alters the glucose metabolism. And if our sleep apnea isn't treated and we're not sleeping well, it is going to be very difficult to regulate those insulin levels for sure. That's an ongoing issue for diabetics, type 2 diabetics. Another health-related issue connected to sleep apnea is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And we're starting to see this more likely connected with untreated sleep apnea. And this disease is defined as it's the accumulation of liver fat in people who drink little to no alcohol. And another one I would like to mention is um, a health issue called metabolic syndrome. This includes high blood pressure, abnormal cholesterol levels, high blood sugar, and increased waist circumference, and it's linked to a higher risk of heart disease. So I would urge anyone, if you're having any of these symptoms, to please see a doctor. So now I'd like to talk about some illnesses that people may not be familiar with. And the first one we're going to talk about is glaucoma which is a condition of increased pressure within the eye causing gradual loss of sight. Imagine if you were 43 and you were told you lost vision in one eye. I'm here to tell you it could happen because it happened to me. My eye doctor identified me as what he labeled a glaucoma suspect for a number of years. My eye pressures were normal year after year, but not high enough to refer me to a specialist. What does increased eye pressure feel like? To me, it felt like burning in your eyes, itchiness, occasional redness, blurry vision, and occasional headaches. I was experiencing all these symptoms for years and attributed them to things like reading in poor light, stress in general, and allergies. Then one year, I went to my appointment for my eye exam, and the doctor said he had to refer me to a specialist because my pressures were too high and the eye exam was concerning. I sought out an ophthalmologist 
who specialized in glaucoma. He ran a battery of tests, and I was examined using various high-tech machines, which helped him examine my optic nerve, retina, and of course my eye pressure. His diagnosis was glaucoma. He informed me that I had lost vision in a small part of my right eye. He explained that glaucoma is a result of ocular hypertension, or said another way, the pressure in my eye was so high that it pinched my optic nerve, and that resulted in a loss of vision. He explained that that vision will never come back. I've just lost a little vision, but enough that it got my attention and really shook me up. I underwent treatment and my pressure stabilized, and I now see my ophthalmologist every three months to closely monitor my eye pressure. I hadn't really connected sleep apnea and glaucoma until I read a news article on the subject. What I learned through more research is that people with sleep apnea are more likely to develop glaucoma, but the underlying cause of this relationship is still unclear. If you or a loved one has glaucoma or elevated eye pressure, and you're experiencing fatigue, daytime sleepiness, and brain fog, as well as unrefreshing sleep, the two conditions could be related, and you should consider you should consider looking at that more closely and trying to determine if you potentially have sleep apnea. More information about glaucoma and sleep apnea is available at the American Academy of Ophthalmology, and we'll put a link to that in the show notes. Okay, David, let's move on to another um, health issue that could possibly be connected to sleep apnea. It's polycystic ovarian syndrome. And according to PubMed.gov, reports indicate an, ex- an unexpectedly high prevalence of OSA and excessive daytime sleepiness with patients diagnosed with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So Juanita, our listeners may be wondering why we're talking about polycystic ovarian syndrome. As health coaches and people who are really interested in talking about sleep apnea, we're interested in uncommon diagnoses that are related to sleep apnea. And there are a number of them that are out there that may not be as well known to the general public, and we wanted to highlight a few of those. Let's share a bit more with our listeners about polycystic ovarian syndrome and sleep apnea. One of the major issues with polycystic ovarian syndrome is insulin resistance, which also crosses over to sleep apnea. So once again, if you'd like the link, it's pubmed.gov. And we'll put more resources in the show notes that can direct listeners to more information. There's some good information out there about the relationship. We certainly don't want to give the impression that we're experts in the field of polycystic ovarian syndrome by any stretch of the imagination. We merely wanted to raise the issue that there is a relationship. If you or someone you love has sleep apnea and polycystic ovarian syndrome, we'd love to talk to them and hear what their experiences have been living with both conditions. The next health issue we'd like to uh, discuss briefly is floppy eyelid syndrome. David, I have to tell you, I wasn't even aware this was connected to sleep apnea until you told me about it. So I did some research and I found a a site um, called sleepdoctor, S-L-E-E-P-D-R.com. And it talks about how floppy um, eyelid syndrome is related to sleep apnea. Um, They noticed it's most common in overweight, middle-aged men 
that that's a common description for sleep apnea as well. They found about 25% of the people with fluffy eyelid syndrome have obstructive sleep apnea. That sounds like that can be quite significant. So floppy eyelid syndrome, according to sleepdoctor.com, it's uh, an eye disorder that is underdiagnosed. Symptoms include irritation and itching of the eyes, especially upon waking. This disorder can be characterized by the eyelids becoming loose or rubbery and easily flipped over, like when rolling over in bed and the eyelid becomes comes in contact with the pillow. So what we want to take away from this um, this episode is how um, some health concerns could be allowing us to know that sleep apnea could be taking place or maybe someone's already aware. And once again, high blood pressure, type 2 diabetes, uh, liver problems. Um, also, we would be looking for non-alcoholic fatty liver disease and metabolic syndrome. And then the not so common um, connections to sleep apnea could possibly be glaucoma, polycystic ovarian syndrome, floppy eyelid syndrome, and sometimes other diagnoses can become the focal point, leaving sleep apnea to go undiagnosed for some and to go undiagnosed for many years. So the take-home message here for this episode is that serious health conditions oftentimes are the focal point for the patient, and it's really difficult to consider that there may be other contributing factors. And sleep apnea is something that is very invisible. Those connections are the subject of various research studies that have identified various mechanisms in the body, but there is no consensus about the causation. And let's face it, as patients, sometimes we just max out on what we can handle, and we're really doing the best that we can do. Yes, David, that's very true. Um, sometimes when we're dealing with like with comorbidities, we, we will feel overwhelmed. But one message I'd like to send out is please know you're not alone. Many people have sleep disorders we're trying to deal with the best we can. Sleep apnea, of course, being one of them. But it's also important to come together as a community so we can relate to one another while we're, you know, navigating through our, our sleep journey, whatever that looks like for us. I hope that by discussing these points, it helps bring awareness to how sleep apnea impacts our lives. And in future episodes, we'll start to peel back the layers of sleep apnea. So if you'd like to tell us where you are on your sleep apnea path, please reach out to us at sleepapneapathfinders at gmail.com. We'd also like to remind everyone listening that information shared in this podcast is for informational purposes only. You should not make any changes to prescribed treatment based on information in this podcast. On our next episode, we'll look at sleep apnea through an emotional lens. We hope you all have a great week. Sounds good. Until then. This has been an episode of Sleep Apnea Pathfinders. Thanks for joining us, and don't forget to subscribe. Join us again next week for a new episode.